0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And I have been chatting with my guest today. You're going to love her, you know, despite the real world challenges that we're all facing, the biggest obstacle that we will ever have to overcome is right in our own mind. So Billy Jowls is here to help us leave our emotional barriers behind so we can find peace and purpose. She's a speaker. She's an author, and she's the host of the start small, believe big podcast, so get ready to lean in for this much-needed conversation from her brand-new book, Distraction Detox, Release Emotional Barriers, Restructure Priorities, and Realize God's Best. Welcome, Billy. I'm so excited to have you here and finally to meet you. I know. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to meet you. Well, we've had a wonderful conversation already, so I just can't wait to just dive right in. What a needed just resource that you're offering. This is your second book. And I have a illustration in my um, devotional astounded about the dangers of distraction. I actually went into a conference one day at our church and was rushing, distracted uh, too much on my mind. And when I came out of the conference, Billy, at the end of the day, I had left my car running for like eight hours. Yeah goodness. So, you know, distractions, external and internal are so dangerous. You talk about internal distractions and how that's robbing us of peace and purpose. So we're going to lean into that, but let's hear a little bit about your story. You are spent your life traveling, you're married into a baseball family. So talk about that for just a little bit.
1: Oh my goodness. So yeah, I met my husband um, who was a college baseball coach very quickly. He became a professional baseball coach. I started living the life as a professional baseball wife. Um, Mm. He's been coaching the whole time that I've been with him. So never as a player's wife, but always as a coach's wife until I had three boys and the boys, all three played baseball, one professionally, and uh, two of them played college ball. So I've been a baseball wife, a baseball mom, a baseball bag carrier, anything about baseball, our life is all consumed. We've been in professional baseball 35 years now. We're married 33 years mm. and we've been, I think with seven different teams. It's amazing. I, I often tell people, Oh, my husband got fired last year. And they're like, you say it so easy. I'm like, well, welcome to professional baseball. Yeah, exactly. So, and I dreamed one day I'd be out of baseball, but of course, all three of my boys are now in baseball. Two and wow. are working in professional baseball and one in college baseball.
0: Mm. But it's really been a ministry for you guys. You oh. talked about that with me earlier, and God has used you mightily there. And now you're coming to the Washington Nationals. So come on, let's go. You're <laughs> right in my backyard. Really <laughs> exciting. Yeah, we've always we've always looked at
1: baseball as our mission field, you know. Yeah. Where has God placed us and what does He want us to do for Him while we're there. yeah. You know, home is people are always like, Oh, where are you from? Well, I'm not real sure. You asked my kids are like, when they were little, where are you from? They're like, we don't know. Ask our mom. Cause mm. we traveled around our home was where we were together. Yeah. So we really did that together and, and spoke spoke the love of Jesus into other people's lives, hosted people in whatever apartment we were living in or whatever area we'd meet up at the park or just sitting in the baseball stands and just telling them about what Jesus has done in our lives and how
0: we've overcome so much with the help of Jesus. I love that. You know, and you kind of likened all of your traveling and jet lag, which I could relate to, to kind of this concept of spiritual jet lag. You said this in the book, distractions create an inevitable fog of uncertainty and unsettled emotions. And how much can we all relate to that statement, especially what we've all been through over the last couple of years. Wow. So how can we tell that we're wrestling with spiritual jet lag, Billy? What are some symptoms of that for us? Yeah. You know, that spiritual jet lag's a lot like
1: travel jet lag. You feel lethargic. You feel tired. You feel exhausted. How many times in your life, maybe you haven't, but I know I have that you just start or end your day with I'm done. I'm done. Mm. And it's that feeling that overwhelming feeling of doubt and discouragement that when we're sitting in that place of spiritual jet lag, we feel alone. We're tired. We don't feel connected. Mm. All of those things come around in spiritual jet lag doubt, discouragement, you know, those things that we don't feel when we're
0: truly in that deep connection with Jesus. Hmm. And sometimes we don't even realize that is like you put language to that spiritual jet lag. We felt it, but we don't always know what we're identifying or how to describe that. I love your concept of, of let's just take this one thought at a time. So let's lean into that for a second, because you walk us through a helpful process to take the thoughts captive. And it starts with deception, naming it. So talk about why that's so important for us to do. I think, you know, one of the things is we can have these feelings all day.
1: And I'll be very honest with you before this podcast today, I went to my husband and I said, I need prayer. I need you to pray for me right now. I feel discouraged. Mm -hmm. I feel overwhelmed. It's just a lot going on. Every time I get ready to sit down and write an article or have an interview, I'm like, why would anybody want to hear what I have to say? Well, I'm not that smart. I'm not that good. And those are those deceptive thoughts that if you allow them to rabbit trail, they never take you up. They mm-hmm. always take you down. That's good. So really. in that rabbit trail, we have to stop those thoughts. We have to stop them. We have to look at them and say, "Hey, they are real emotions. Yes, they are real emotions." We have to feel the feel. I had to feel a little bit of anxiety that I haven't gotten that article written yet. That I need to get written to get into by the date it's due. I, I have to realize this this anxious feeling is real. But I also have to stop that thought from taking me so far down that I'm like, I can't write the article. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have to tell them I can't do it for them and actually take it to a place of, okay, I've had this discouragement, this doubt. I feel anxious about it. Let the feeling happen and then replace it with a truth and whatever truth that may be. And Mm -hmm. one of the truths that I've been, excuse me, one of the truths I've been really clinging to lately is Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke of slavery. Mm. For me, that yoke of slavery are those deceptive thoughts. Mm. And once we have those deceptive thoughts in hand, we can replace them with the truth that God gives us on whatever given thought it may be that we're dealing with. Doubt, Feeling alone, um discouragement, unforgiveness, anger, whatever fear you know how many of us fear so many things Absolutely. in life, you know, and to replace that with a scripture that tells you that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, mm. you know and, and so those are the processes that I go through in the book because this book wasn't written because I came up with a good idea, and I thought of a few things to throw in there. This is a process that I went through myself, that I experienced myself and I just experienced today (laughs) Mm. to go back and walk through the process of taking those thoughts captive and not just taking them captive, but then releasing them, releasing that emotional toxin that just poisons me Mm. and replacing it with that truth that the Lord
0: gives us, those promises that he gives us. It's so good. And I think when we think distractions, Billy, even when I started the book, we think of external distractions, but what you really are inviting us to kind of focus on is the internal distractions, the invasive thoughts, the self-limiting beliefs, like you just said, the discouragement. I think sometimes we look at people and then we think, oh, well, they never wrestle with it, but our thoughts are invading us all the time, whether it's our own thoughts you know, things the enemy is trying to throw at us. And so we can't necessarily control what's going on, but you help us to know you can control and we are responsible for what we choose to meditate on. Let's lean a little bit to that emotional toxin that you were talking about, because you actually asked people and you were overwhelmed by the responses, but there were four emotional toxins that kind of rose to the surface above, you know, some others. And that was fear, unbelief, guilt, guilt. And shame. And I know both men and women listen to this podcast, but I'll just say as a woman, I have dealt with all four of those. I know, especially shame is such a heavy hitter. So you give us this three up process and three down process. It kind of came from baseball. Yeah. So walk us through the three up process first, when we're dealing with an emotional toxin.
1: Yeah. So what I wanted to do was to make sure that what we were doing is we had a process to walk through when we got to a point of that, um, taking those thoughts captive and going through what we're going through in seeing the fear, seeing the unbelief, seeing the, the guilt and the shame. And yeah, when what happens, I feel like is when we have fear it takes us also to other places or it's rooted in other places. Mm. It can take us to unbelief. It can bring up that shame that we had when we were eight, 10 years old, 17, 18 years old, 20, 22 years old, all the way up. You know, I can go through a list of all the things that I said terribly to my children who are now in their late twenties, early thirties when they were nine, but I'm reacting to a fear that they may not be walking with the Lord now, the way I wish they were. And so then I go back and in that guilt of, oh, well, I told him he was a bad kid one time when he was eight years old on a Tuesday at noon, you know, we bring up these really specific things and then we are filled with shame of it. Mm. So what I do in the book is ask people, what are you willing to give up and how do you begin? And that's where that three up, three down came from. And yes, my life is revolving around baseball. So three up, three down in baseball is when three batters come up, three batters sit down. Ah. And that, yeah, so that is a a pitcher's best dream is that three come up and he sits them down. But when I was thinking about three up, three down, what are the things we need to bring up? Because as a batter's going to the box, he wants to get a hit the pitcher wants to sit him down. So Mm. I looked at it from both points of view of what is three up. So one is to pray it up, you know, ask the Lord to reveal the first toxin that he wants you to eliminate. Mm. What's the first one? Because we can get, I was talking to you before I'm a list maker. And in my book, you will see, I talk about making lists. I, I really am. I think journaling is so important. But as we make a list of the emotional toxins that are coming to us, we can get overwhelmed with how many there are. And I just want people to sit on one at a time. That's good. So ask the Lord to reveal the first toxin. What is that one thought? Yeah. What is the one thing? And then pray for protection during the process. Because as we know, any anytime that we're trying to change for the glory and good of God to be able to be a a stronger, better, deeply rooted Christian, the enemy is going to come at you. So you have to be prepared for that and ask for protection. And then I talk about digging it up, reading through those categories that I gave you and really think about what toxin category jumps out And then really sit in that category for looking for that one toxin Mm -hmm. and then set it up, write it down in your journal. I am a true believer that once it's out in the light and our minds can get really dark at times when we put it out into the light, when we write it down, we're committing to it. We're saying it aloud. We're feeling it as we're focusing on it. We're writing down those feelings And, you know, I want people to, to understand that they can feel those feelings, but I don't want them to stay there. And that's where the three down comes in, Mm. lay it down, offer your burden to Jesus. And I give scripture in all of these, I never want to give advice that is not rooted in God's word. And so in the book, there are scriptures that, that really confirm these, these tasks for lack of a better word that I'm giving you. So lay it down, pile the troubles on Jesus. He'll carry that load and help you out, Mm -hmm. put it down. And that that's when we ask, what will I do? What is the action of conviction? Mm -hmm. We can be convicted by something, you know, God can convict us of something that we're doing, but if we don't act on removing it, It'll just sit there and we'll just be convicted. We have to take a step of action. And each time that I, in this putting it down, I talk about when you have that feeling or, or concern or another emotional barrier that arises, you prioritize the list of things you will do. Take it cra- captive, pray, surrender, give it to him, replace it with scripture, take a step away to focus on the encouragement of Jesus stepping away. And sometimes that's physically, you have that thought when you're sitting in a certain position or walking in a certain position, turn and walk in a different position, walk away from whatever it was you were thinking by replacing it and changing how your movement is. And then close it down is the third down, take a deep breath, close your eyes. I really want people to meditate on the goodness You know, I say, repeat yourself, God, you are able, Lord, you have given me purpose. Jesus, you can do all things in and through me to glorify you. And that's when you close it and leave it.
0: Your baseball analogy, but just it's, it's not like, well, there's a couple of things I love first, as you mentioned, you give us so much scripture. There's a story that you start with personal story. There's always scripture. And then there's always application. I personally love your list at the end because it, they're great reminders of takeaways. Yeah. Sometimes we can read. And like you said, I could read it, but if I don't digest it and then actually let it become, let that information become transformation, then it's just going to become more information that I don't do anything with. So guys, not only is the book, re, you know, such a great resource if you're dealing with any kind of emotional toxin which we all do invasive thoughts and what happens is we end up believing these lies and lies mm-hmm. become labels that we wear like you said earlier there's self-limiting beliefs or we sabotage ourselves or we're so distracted by thoughts that are not from the lord That we just can't move into living on purpose and living in peace. So not only is it a great resource, but it's so grounded in scripture and in the truth of God's word. And you're, you're teaching us how to do this. Okay. So it's not just a one and done, but every time you need to interrupt that thought, you can do the three down, you know, the three up and the three down, and you can shut it down and (laughs) close it down and start to realize and recognize, wait a minute, that is a thought that I need to pause about. And I need to, I need to think about that. I need to take it captive. So it's so great. Another thing that I loved about this, and I mean, I could talk for hours, but you talk about how falling in love with Jesus and you share some of your own experiences, some of the difficulty you've been through, that that really is the gateway to true freedom. Like you were talking about in just a second ago in Galatians, if we're going to live in that kind of freedom It starts with really falling in love with Jesus. So, you use a phrase that I love and I would love for you to define it for our listeners. So, what is what you call a vertical stare? Yeah. So, falling in love with Jesus. First, I want to back
1: up with falling in love with Jesus because this is um, something that if we're not falling in love with Jesus every day, then we're missing out on all that he desires to place in us, all his love, all his peace, all of that. So when I talk about a vertical stare, I'm talking about fixing our eyes on Jesus. To fall in love with Jesus, we have to be constantly focused on him. Now, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but you don't know my life. I've got little kids running around. I've got work to do. I've got two jobs I understand that. But what you have to do is each and every day fix your eyes on him. Continually fixing your eyes on him. You know, and I talk about that excitement that we get. And in the book, I talk about a birthday party. Remember when you have a birthday party? People are like, oh, when you're young and you have a birthday party, you get excited. I get excited for birthday parties now. I'm planning yeah. my niece's 50th birthday party. And I'm Aww. so excited. I love to, you know, celebrate but that's that celebration and that excitement that i want people to have to understand when they're fixing their eyes on jesus it's it's being in love with him it's falling in love with him more and more every day continuing to set your sights on him before the chaos going on around you yeah. while the chaos is going on around you you know so that's really where i go into that and i go into hebrews 12 is is a big scripture when I think about falling more in love with Jesus, about fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith Mm -mm -mm. for the joy set before him. He endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, consider Jesus who endured such oppositions from sinners so that you won't grow weary or lose heart. It's fixing your eyes on him and all that he endured for us and all that he's done for us and just continuing to love him more,
0: getting to know him better every day. I love that. And that goes back to his word because the more we know his word and know his character, the more we fall in love with who he is and, and see him at work in our lives because the horizontal things that we can go through, they, they do mute that. Fervency of love they distract us from being keenly aware of what God is doing and living on purpose and on mission. So that excitement and I think it's been hard it's been dampened over the last couple of years, we have to be really intentional. About this and where are we fixing our eyes? What yeah. are we staring at? Lisa curse Ter- always says we steer where we stare, exactly. and that's you exactly. know because wherever you're putting your focus and your time, Craig, Rochelle has said similar things. It's just it's a it's a basic concept that whatever you're focused on is going to require yeah. your energy and your time. And one of the things I want, you know, we keep going back to
1: what happened during the pandemic when everything shut down. And my book, the book, Distraction Detox, I had started working on it before the pandemic. Mm. Um, So this idea didn't come up during the pandemic, but it was solidified as soon as the pandemic hit. Because what happened? Life shut down. All we were really left with were our thoughts because our calendars, my calendar went down to nothing for the first few weeks yeah. and I was lost in my thoughts. No, I didn't have little kids running around. I didn't have that busyness of life to keep me busy, but I felt like it secured in me that this process that I had been going through in working and developing this book, I'd worked the process first and then in work in developing this book of how much it helped me because my thoughts didn't go to terror. My thoughts didn't go to death. My thoughts didn't go. They may have started in that direction. They didn't go there. They may have tried, but I in the process that we're talking about taking those thoughts captive, that three up three down. I did that process so many times within those few weeks. Mm. Um, I had had a, whooping cough right before the pandemic. And my doctor basically said, if you get coronavirus, you will die. Wow. And I had to sit on that for a few weeks going, oh my goodness, this is very serious for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that, that's where those thoughts, I practiced this book Mm. More than I ever dreamed I would in Mm. that beginning. Mm. And then in July, 2020, I lost my sister and brother-in-law in in a house fire. Mm. It's a tragic situation. And that's when I went to North Carolina to be with my family. And I saw this process that I've been going through, put into action that I didn't allow my thoughts to go where they started. I stopped them. I replaced them with truth and spoke that truth into my family. Mm. And we all grieved at a different level, but in doing that, and not only I did it, but as I would speak truth, another person would speak truth. A stranger would come up and pray for the family that was left. You know, it was just, God was so real and so apparent in that. And it allowed my family to begin the process of not allowing their thoughts to go to places that they could have gone. And not that we didn't at times that we weren't angry at times. We had to feel the feelings, right? This is a true life tragedy, right? We had to feel those feelings, but in that we replaced it with God's truth. We saw that we had hundreds of dragonflies Mm -hmm. flying around the debris and we one of my nieces looked up dragonflies and she said, they are a, a symbol of God's with you. God is with you. His angels are flying around to protect you. Wow. And in that, that just started this buzz around this whole situation of God is with us. Look yeah. at these dragonflies. So in that, you know, that tr- the craziness of 2020, everything shut down, but our thoughts weren't allowed to shut down. True. And in that we need to, so I feel like coming back into life, opening up, we're moving around, we're doing more things. We're with more people to really have that base of allowing um, my thoughts to only get to a certain point before I replace them with truth has become habit, Mm. but I've had to go back to the book and read a couple of chapters going, okay, what do I need to do here? Like, So yeah, the book wasn't a one and done. You're perfected. Life goes on. You're never going to do this again. It really is creating habits around it and revisiting it and realizing you know, what you can do to to move out of those places of those emotional toxins.
0: And it is a book that I I could realize as I was going through it, like this is a book I'm going to go back to. This is a book you could teach. This is a book you can pull from. You need to remind yourself, maybe put the three up three down on a post-it card somewhere that you can see it. I mean, because like you said, our thoughts never shut down. Yeah. So we have got to learn how to get a control of our thoughts. Billy, where would you like people to go and get a copy of uh, distraction detox? Cause it just came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, anywhere that books are sold, go on. You can either Google Distraction Detox. You can go
1: to my website, Billyjouse.com, B-I-L-L-I-E, J-A-U-S-S dot com, and you can find the books page there that'll show you where you
0: can purchase the books. It's just an easy click on that. But anywhere books are sold. Sounds great. And I know you're gonna pray for us in just a minute, but I always love to ask this last question. And I'm curious to know who this is going to be for you. I really have no guess. And just so you guys know that are listening, I never want to know until this moment. So I hear the same time you do, because I don't want to have any any preconceived ideas. But Billy, other than Jesus, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? Maybe somebody that you can't wait to meet, or is there a question you want to ask? Who is that person for you? Okay, so...
1: Right now, I've been for about a year now, I've really been sitting with the Samaritan woman by the well. Mm, Yeah, And in that, I think it's because when the Samaritan woman is going to the well, she's going alone. What emotional baggage does she have that she's going there alone? Jesus exposed. She had five husbands. We know at that point, a woman couldn't ask for a divorce, but a man could. So had she been abandoned by men, Had the men died, had they, you know, we don't know. We don't know what social, you know, social, uh, tags had been put on her and she goes to the well and she meets Jesus and Jesus exposes it to her that he knows who she is. Mm. He created her, God created her, but he knows who she is and he accepts her anyway. And he challenges her to believe in him. And the moment that he tells her that he is the I am, what does she do? She runs back into the village, leaving her water jar—what she had come for, sustaining life—her water jar, yeah. left it behind. She didn't need it, and she went back into the village with the people who had ostracized her, yeah. or that she had felt ostracized from. So, in releasing those emotional barriers, and and this is a. Honestly, this is, she's the Samaritan woman's in the book. But after I wrote that chapter in the book, I've just been thinking about her more and more Mm -hmm. because she did. She came to the well with emotional barriers. She left them behind once she believed in Jesus. And he challenged her to do God's best for her life, which was to tell others how she had come to this realization, the saving grace of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the other funny part of it is the you know, she comes back with thousands of people that end up listening to Jesus. Jesus stays longer, and they give their lives to him. They believe in him. What did the disciples bring back from the village? Mm. They brought back food. Yeah They didn't bring back people right. to hear more about him, right? And right. I'm like, "Hey, I'm not bumping the disciples at all. They are amazing. But in this one story, this yes. woman who was filled with shame, doubt unbelief, fear, yeah. who knows what else Yeah. walk to the well alone in the heat of the day. She yeah. suffered so that she wouldn't be around other people. Mm. And she meets this random man. We know not random. We know not a, you know, a coincidence. Right. It was his plan to meet with her right. and to show her how much her life could matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: in believing in him. And it did because she brought all these people back that learned for themselves. She did nothing but invite them to right. hear about Jesus. Mm. I would just, first of all, I'd love to know what her emotional barriers were. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What was your junk? What was your yeah. junk that you brought to the well? Cause I just want, I feel like we have so much in common with her yeah. in yeah. so many ways. And so that's who I believe that, you know, she made life matter. She made her life matter. She allowed others' lives to matter more because they
0: came to the saving grace of Jesus. That's so good. And not only does our life matter, but then the goal is that we want other people's lives to matter and to know they have a purpose. God has a plan for them. Nothing is happening by coincidence. And if she can move from that place of emotional baggage, it's so much encouragement for us. God is no respecter of persons. We just have to be willing, you know, take a posture of availability and, and begin to say, I'm not going to be controlled by my, by negative thoughts. I'm not going to allow this negative stream of toxicity to rule me and to rob me of freedom and peace. And I really wanted to close with something that you wrote actually, Billy, for today's truth that matters, because More than anything, we need peace right now. We can't necessarily control what's going on, but we can stay in peace. You know, the scripture says, you know, he can keep us in perfect, perfect peace when our mind is fixed on him back to that vertical stare. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to just quickly read you guys something before we, um, before she prays for us, she said this, when you feel anxiety, rising reactions, bubbling, an unrighteous response is brewing. I don't know about you, but I have all those three happening. And sometimes in my life, take these four steps to gain peace of mind. First, pause when you feel the tension, experience the feeling. And you've talked about that for us, Billy discern deception versus truth. So pause with that and see if it's, if, if it's a lie or if there's actually truth. And then secondly, stop. So first you pause second, stop, stop the lies you tell yourself. Building their believability. Identify the feeling, then take the thought captive and prioritize the importance of truth. Stopping the untruth before it fills a storage chest of self limiting beliefs takes you closer to God's peace and joy. That by itself will preach. There's so much there, guys. Third, surrender the feeling to God in prayer. Your anxiety will decrease when you release a feeling that is not the truth and not of God, let it go. Then finally, fourth, expect the peace and joy that is beyond all understanding. I think we have Billy stopped expecting. We've just kind of resigned ourselves to a sense of, oh, well, and I love that you're, you're challenging us lean into expectancy, expect the peace and joy that is beyond all understanding because God wants what's best and peace is best. And again, this vertical stair scripture, she read most of it earlier. I'm going to leave you with Hebrews 12, verse two. We fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the pioneer and he's the perfecter of faith for the joy set before him. He endured the cross. He scorned its shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we've been given you so much Billy you've given us so much in this book Distraction Detox. It's a different take on it that we might think at first glance it's the internal distractions that are robbing us of peace, robbing us of purpose and you help us to know how to 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 move into actual tangible processes so that we can walk in the freedom that you talk about. So thank you so much guys. You'll get a copy Distraction Detox. You'll get to know not only Billy better her life her story There's so many rich, poignant stories in here that she shares, but also so much rich truth and scripture and practical application of processes that you can walk through. So thank you for so much that you've deposited in Dust Day Billy. It's been such a joy to sit down with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate our time together. Absolutely. And next time you're in Washington, D.C., we're going to go grab lunch. Yes, we will. (laughs) I have a new friend. I have a new friend today. Well, I would love for you to just pray over our audience, especially anyone today who's dealing with these emotional toxins, that they have the strength and the, the peace now to move forward and to let it go.
1: Yes, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for the show. I thank you, Lord, that um, we can come together and really help speak your word and your peace and your guidance into the lives of others. I thank you, Lord, that for each and every person that's listening right now, I pray, Lord, that you would put it on their heart to pause right where they are right now and think about that thought that is keeping them from realizing your best Lord, stepping in faith into where it is you desired them to be doing whatever it is you desire them to do. Lord, I thank you that you have given us this time together, Lord, and that you are before us, that you are the one that we fix our eyes on. You are Orchestrating the peace and freedom for us in every moment of chaos that we may feel. I thank you, Lord, for our time today.
0: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com. Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.